According to the Guinness Book of World Records, in 2014, Michael Jackson earned $140 million, even though he died in 2009. Hey friends, Coach Pete here from the Financial Safari Radio Show. None of us has Michael Jackson-type money, but we can all learn some easy-to-follow steps to financial planning. Go to 7babysteps.com to download a workbook and audio series absolutely free. That's 7babysteps.com. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions about how to safely and properly allocate your investments, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Broadcasting from coast to coast, it's the Financial Safari with your host, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach Pete and his guests are some of the nation's top financial professionals. They make it their mission to guide investors through the treacherous jungle of the financial world, showing them how to grow, keep, and leave their money for their loved ones. Coach Pete is a frequent contributor to Fox Business Network, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, and many other news outlets. They come to Coach Pete for their answers, and now so can you. So stick around and find out how to make it through the jungle of the financial world on The Financial Safari. And it is The Financial Safari. I'm Kit Fitzsimmons, here with one of our consumer advocates, Thomas Lipscomb, as well as our national best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruda. How are you doing today, guys? Doing well. I'm doing great, Kit. Hope you are. Hope you are, Thomas, and hope everyone out there in Radioland is as well. We have a very fast-moving show. we got a packed set of information here. We're going to try to get it all in in an hour. That's now, right. We want to start off with the news that an anonymous bidder just won a lunch with Warren Buffett in a charity auction for the Glide Foundation in San Francisco. Now, first of all, how great to get the opportunity to talk with an investing guru like that, right? Yeah, that's an expensive opportunity, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the the winning bid was $3,456,789, <laughs> which is probably out of most folks' price range for an hour with a financial advisor. I won't complain about a $10 lunch anymore, will I? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of money. That is a lot of I think that was a record, wasn't it? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that's a lot of money. for. Uh, but Warren Buffett is called the Oracle of Omaha, and he's an investing wizard. But now, if, if he teaches you how to invest real good, he's going to have to teach you how to make back that $3.4 million you already gave to him. Now, it is a charity donation, though, so the people get a write-off, but they don't get that much of a write-off. No, that's true. It would be neat to have lunch with Warren Buffett, though, wouldn't it? Absolutely. If he eats like the companies he, he invests in, he invests in like Dairy Queen, doesn't he, and stuff like that. He's, I know he has candy companies. And so that'd be a fun lunch. You know, you always like to, when I'm not around mom back in the day, I would always try to get dessert first. So, you know, you get dessert first with Warren. Uh, you've already put the cherry on top with that $3.4 million if you gave him to have lunch. And Absolutely. I wonder here, here's the most important part of this whole article when I read it, when I saw that he had basically sold his self for a lunch for $3.4 mm-hmm. I was wondering who was going to pick up the tab at lunch. <laughs> I think Warren might reach over and say, I got it. <laughs> Since you've already slapped down 3.4. Yeah. Well, congratulations to the winning bidder and congratulations to Warren Buffett for taking his time out to donate himself to charity like that. I mean, that's the best charity donation, by the way, is not just writing a check, but actually participating. Exactly. Like the Habitat for Humanity, when they go build a house, everyone yeah. contributes. 
or working in a soup kitchen or doing things like that. I, I, I did one years ago where I went and I did Secret Santa. I, I, I bought the gifts for a boys club and girls club, but then I actually attended and helped give the gifts out. And that was a lot of fun to see the joy on their faces. That so, does so charity is a fun, it's, it's fun to do. And, and, it, and it really makes you appreciate where you are. And, and it basically it's a thought that counts, but I mean, it really is, it, it's special to give to charity and Congratulations to the winning bidder. Well, if you don't have that $3.4 million to sit down with a financial advisor, you can do it much cheaper. In fact, for free, you can meet with one of our local financial coaches and go over your entire situation as it stands now and moving forward into the future. Just give us a call at 800-604-1099. Leave your name, your email, and where you are in the country, and we'll put you in contact with the financial coach in your area. Again, that number is 800-604-1099. And we've got a great interview with your local financial coach coming up on the Financial Safari. Welcome to the retirement planning segments of your weekend financial safari. Now, we are the financial safari because it is a financial jungle out there. And as you know, you should not go into the jungle without a guide. I'm your consumer advocate, Thomas Lipscomb. And joining us from the Triangle area and serving all of North Carolina is best-selling author and Carolina's original financial and retirement coach, Coach Pete Deruda. So as you're listening, if you'd like to set up a time to speak with Coach Pete and his team, the number is 800 800- 661-7383. Again, that's 800-661-7383. Coach, welcome in. Hey, Thomas, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, let me first of all tell you, Thomas, today I'm happy and I'm also sad. Do you want uh, to know why? Why is that? You know, I have a lot of friends out there who listen and I want to tell you why I'm happy and sad. It's, it's a difficult feeling, Thomas, to be happy and sad at the same time. You I'm ever sure tried that before? It sounds very conflicting. All right. Well, my air conditioner unit broke a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. All right, and we have upstairs unit and a downstairs unit. So the downstairs unit broke and mm-hmm. it was really hot that weekend it broke i didn't want to call the ac people during the weekend because you don't want to bug them right? right and so the lucky thing is the top floor where we have our bedrooms it was working so everything was fine okay so what happened this week though is we got our air conditioner unit replaced mm-hmm. which is really nice it's it's nice and cold in my house again like it should be, <laughs> it's be by nice. the way they always seem to break on the weekends or holidays don't uh, they? and in the summer yeah they do in the summer where the heater <laughs> breaks in the winter there you go so what i did is that my house was built in 1999 and evidently i haven't lived there the whole time but there'd never been a new unit put in so uh-huh. i had a new unit put in which uh-huh, makes nice. me happy and sad <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you want to guess why I'm sad? I can imagine the reasons why. I'm to sure, pay for the unit, right? I'm sure there are many thousands of reasons yeah. why. <laughs> you know, we're talking about thousands of dollars for a new unit. Wow. And the good news is well, $150 tax credit or something like that. That's not a real good news, but that's what the guy that was selling the new unit told me. Yeah, you got good news and bad news. Good Good news is we get, you got a $150 tax credit. Bad news is it's going to be $6,000. <laughs> oh hey, and something that our listeners probably need to be yeah. paying attention to when they're preparing for retirement. Yeah, well, what I, think- I talk about on the show all the time is to have at least three to six months worth of your salary in an emergency account. That's right. And I talk about the emergencies being something happening with the roof, the air conditioner unit breaking or whatever. <laughs> well, yep. guess what, folks? I practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. I had the money saved in an emergency account. So it still doesn't make me happy to spend it, but I'm happy that I have it to be able to spend to have a new unit. Exactly. I didn't want to open the windows the rest of the summertime. Number one, it would not be cool enough in there. So, you know, it's amazing when you when you think about it, how I grew up in the days where cars didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. We had the uh, we had the 260 air conditioning model. You know what that is? In no, the car? I don't. 
you unwind two windows, put them down, and you okay. go 60 miles an hour. It's a 260 method. <laughs> nice. I like yeah. it. Now, all right. So I just wanted to let you know. Uh, I am happy. As you can tell, my voice is happy sounding, yes. but I'm also sad, but I'm yes. happy that I had the money. But yes, we have a lot of people who are curious or wondering about the different money management models that exist out there today, mm-hmm. right? That's that's what you've been hearing a lot of. I know Kit's been telling me a lot of people have been calling in. Parker, you've been talking to people. I talk to people in person. That's right. And people are confused. They, they really are. are. One of the big problems is, depending on who you talk to, they're going to push one or two or three of the different ways, whatever way they are more familiar with, they're going to push one of those methods towards you. Absolutely. And it may not be what's the best for you, but it's the best for them because they either understand it better than the other ones or they make more money. And that's called the fiduciary model. Thomas, keep in mind, if your advisor is not following the fiduciary model, they are pushing something that is better for them, not better for you. And that's not allowed. You shouldn't be doing that. You sure shouldn't be calling yourself a fiduciary if you're, if you're doing that. And I've heard people call themselves fiduciaries who really aren't. The term in my mind of a fiduciary is someone who looks at your situation and designs a plan that is exactly what you're looking for and benefits you. And they may benefit too, but that's not why they're pushing you into there. They're pushing you because that's the most beneficial place for you and your family to be. So let's look at the different money management models. How's that? Sounds good. And folks, if you're interested in finding out, number one, where you are right now, that's what I spend a whole lot of time every single week doing when I meet with folks, is not designing a plan for the future to begin with, but helping them figure out where they are right now. You're in that house, that that three-story house. The power goes off. It's the first time you've been in the house. You don't have a flashlight. You don't know where you are. That's what happens a lot of times here in the financial world. And I like to call it a haunted house, Thomas. Yeah, no, it's very true. Haunted houses, oh, they scared me to death when I was a kid, but they were a lot of fun when I got older. Well, they're good for Halloween because you know they're, they're not real. Absolutely. But if you're in a real haunted house, <laughs> you don't have a flashlight, and you've never been there before, and you don't know where you are, and you sure don't know how to get out or get to where you want to go because you don't know where you are. And That's it's like right. back in the day when I used to go to malls, and I can't tell you the last time I went into a mall, but there was always that big old sign you'd walk up to when you walked in, and it had the little X, and it said, you are here. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to get to the big store or, or a store in the mall, in order to get there, you had to know where you were starting from. That's right. And so I, I really do spend a lot of time with folks helping them identify not only where they are, but what kind of fees they're paying and what kind of fees you may be paying and not even know about it. And is your advisor making more than you are on a year-over-year basis on your accounts? Oh, wow. It was just an article, Thomas, just asking people if they're aware of the, the amount of fees they were paying in their accounts and breaking it down. And so let's look at some of the options. And by the way, if you're interested in finding out in a no-cost, non-threatening environment, sitting down and meeting the team will help you, number one, discover where you are in the financial world and help you realize if you're on the right path and the best time to figure out you're not on the right path is is when you can make changes, is when you're not at the day of retirement and then figure out maybe it's not going to be the day of retirement because you haven't saved what you thought or the balance that the advisor always told you was going to be there isn't there. And that happens. Find out ahead of time. Let's design a plan that fits you, that meets what you're looking for. Let's put an income plan in place. Let's do a tax analysis. Let's do a fee analysis to help you identify fees you know you're paying and maybe fees you don't know. And looking at unnecessary taxes, this this happens many times in mutual funds. We can help you identify that. But the number to call is 800-661-7383. It's a toll-free number. And just like the call, the consultation is at no cost. Again, that's 800-661-7383. And, folks, this is something that is really important because too many people out there, Thomas, are trusting someone who, again, they haven't given you any reason not to trust them, but neither did Bernie Madoff. 
right? That's right. And I read about every single week advisors who were not doing the right thing for their clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you retire and you don't have the money, the advisor is not going to be there to pay you the money they thought or they told you was going to be there. It isn't. So let's get a plan together. Let's see if you are realistically on that right track that you think you're going to be on. And if not, let's give you some directions to get back on track. This is nothing to be afraid of. And it all starts with drawing a, a simple pie chart, a circle, and figuring out in that circle how much of the money, and you have 100% of your money in a big circle, right? And then divide up how much of that circle is going to go to expenses each year. How much should you have an emergency account? How much income do you want per year? We call it the green flag on the mailbox. When you go to the mailbox, you want checks in there, not bills. There you it's go. always going to be bills, but let's get enough checks to pay the bills and have some left over. That's called income planning. I call it the green flag on the mailbox. But Thomas, these are all important, and I see these overlooked. And we see this with questions we get each and every week. The three different models, the money models, there's the banking model, the Wall Street model, and the insurance model. Mm -hmm. And in section two of this show, when I come back with you later on, we're going to break down each one of these sections and go over it. But I know you had a question there that came in that you wanted to ask me here in the section of the show, and we also have trivia. So go ahead and ask me that question. Absolutely. So the question is coming locally out of Clayton. Angie had written in and she says, Coach, I read that 80% of married men die married while 80% of married women die single. So I'm wondering if I should have a retirement plan that's completely separate from my husband's plan. We're both 55 and in good health now. What do you think? Wow. (laughs) I never even realized that statistic existed. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think we're in trouble, Thomas. As a guy, I know. I was about to say. (laughs) So here's what we need to do is there are some IRAs now, individual retirement accounts are IRAs. And, and you know that word individual is in there. And 401ks are individual retirement accounts, as are 403bs, all the different tax-qualified plans. Yeah. But there are specialized IRAs out there that you can have joint payouts on. So even though they're individual accounts, you can have both husband and wife get a payment to the last one passes away. Very, very important. And if you are married and the spouse chooses a single payout, You better make sure that spouse has a way that if they pass away first, that you're going to get a life insurance payment or something to make up for that difference. Keep in mind, when one of you passes away, you lose one social security payment too. Mm, Yeah. You only get the top one of the two when one of the spouses passes away. That's right. So Angie, very important that if you have an IRA and you have a spouse, you want to make sure she does have a spouse here, they're 55. You want to make sure that you set your IRAs up when the payments start to have joint payments forever. All right. So if one of you's not here, the other one continues to get that check. Very, very important. That's right. And Angie, if you would like to meet with Coach Pete and his team, they can help you determine things like we've been talking about, how much risk you're taking, if there are any red flags that could be potential problems for you in the future, as well as a big one, how much you're paying in fees or commissions, a potential tax liability. But of course, and the final result, finding security in a lifetime retirement income plan that includes maximizing your Social Security benefits. If you would like to take advantage of that complimentary review, and this is for the next 30 callers, by the way, pick up the phone and call Coach Pete and his team at 800-661-7383. You can set up a time to meet that is convenient for you. One more time, the number is 800-661-7383. And Thomas, keep in mind, we have that audio series online, seven parts, each one an hour long. You can listen to in the privacy of your own home, along with an action guidebook and workbook, along with each of those sections. And all you have to do is go to 7babysteps.com. That's www.7babysteps.com. That's right. Somebody wrote in and said, should I use the number seven or spell it out? Either way. (laughs) 
we've got the number seven, or I, I like seven, sevenbabysteps.com. Yeah. People have really found that helpful. No cost, no obligation. You can listen to it in the privacy of your own home, have that workbook, and make sure you're on the right path. Absolutely. A lot of information in there, folks. Seven one-hour audio sessions, as well as a workbook and action guide. Definitely check that out, sevenbabysteps.com. Well, Thomas, you know what that sound is? Oh, it sounds like it's trivia time. It's trivia time. Now, you are about a 50-50 record here. What do we do is we ask a trivia question to Thomas to warm everybody up, get you in the mood of doing trivia. Yep. We used to play trivia. Then we got sick of it, right, back in the day. Yeah. But uh, every now and then, Thomas gets it right. And then we'll ask another question for the audience, and it's a chance for people to win a free book, my book, The Seven Baby Steps Book, that the audio series is based on. That's right. All right. So here's the question to you, Thomas. You ready? Fire away. All right. So Captain Kangaroo... He was a real nice fellow back in the day. I grew up with Captain Kangaroo watching him on TV. But Captain Kangaroo's sidekick, what was his name? What was Captain Kangaroo's sidekick's name? I have no idea. <laughs> you know who Captain Kangaroo is? I have no idea who he is. Captain Kangaroo's sidekick was Mr. Green Jeans. Okay. Mr. Green Jeans. All right. So uh, anybody who is my age or older knows that. And you aren't my age or older. I'm, well, of course, I'm 50. We won't talk about that anymore. Oh, no, no, no. We don't need to All go right. there. So here's a question for everybody out there. And of course, if you know the answer, you can email that in at info at financialsafari.com. Each week, we have a number of winners. We draw the winners from a hat, a few of them out, and they win a copy of my book, The Seven Baby Steps, No Cost or Obligation. We'll send it to you. All right, here's the question. What Saturday morning kids show focused on science experiments? Again, the question is, what Saturday morning kids show focused on science experiments? You can email that answer to info at financialsafari.com. That should be an easy one for a lot of folks out there, Thomas. Yeah, I think that it will be. And folks, again, that email address was info at financialsafari.com. Now, we've got to take a short break, but we're going to continue the conversation with Coach Pete in just a few minutes. So don't go anywhere because there's more Financial Safari on the way. This is Shannon Reeves, your mortgage angel. This week, let's talk about a topic that everyone that is going to get a mortgage is going to have questions about, and that is what term mortgage is the right term for you? The most popular term mortgages are a 15 or 30 year fixed, but how do you know which one is going to be the right choice for you? A 15 year loan will offer mortgage rates that can save you tens of thousands of dollars, this shorter-term loan will not only help you save a lot of money, it will also allow you to enjoy the benefits of a mortgage-free lifestyle. What does mortgage-free mean to you? It may mean that you enjoy working less hours, or even better, you may be able to retire early. A 30-year loan offers the benefit of a lower monthly payment. This lower monthly payment may allow you to increase your personal savings, you can pay off other debts, such as credit cards or a car loan. Or you may take that savings and make some home improvements that can help to ultimately increase the value of your home. Whichever term you choose, make sure that you carefully review your options and that you choose a term that you're comfortable with and that will fit your lifestyle. And this is your mortgage angel, Shannon Reeves.
It's now our favorite time of the week when we get to answer your questions. Each week, you submit questions on financialsafari.com and we spin the wheel to see which ones get answered. Let's step back into the studio where Coach Pete Deruda is ready to spin the... It is the wheel of questions. Now we've got these 18 questions up on the board, hidden away so that coach can't see them. And coach is going to give it a spin. He does not know what the questions are until we read them off to him. So surprise yourself, coach. Give us a giant spin. Always my favorite time of the show, as you know. And Thomas, how can people email their own questions in? That's right. If they'd like to get in touch with us, they can email us at info at financialsafari.com. Again, that's info at financialsafari.com. They may even hear their question answered live on the show. Absolutely. And if you want individual answers, you can do that too. Just make sure when you you email, say, hey, I want an individual answer. I don't want to hear this on the show. That's right. Okay. But uh, fun time. Now, lately I've been spending low numbers. And so if I was in Vegas, I might be putting money on a high number because I know I can't roll low numbers forever. Right, kid? Right. Right, right. Thomas? But here we go. Let me get in front, get a good spin. I've been working out a little bit. Here we go. Good spin. Good spin. Going around nice. three, four, five times here. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a real wheel, by the way. Oh, look at this. Another low number. Number two. All oh, right. nice. All right. So I rolled two a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> number two. Number two. It says, is it considered a conflict of interest to borrow money from a business that I also lend money to? I have a friend who's a real estate investor. I loan money to him from my solo 401k for real estate deals. He loans me money personally for real estate deals I do in my area. Would this be considered a conflict of interest? Well, I know who would be interested in that would be the IRS. They're always interested in people maybe uh, exchanging money. Mm-hmm. And you said he's, he's loaning it from his where again? His, yeah, his, was from a, his solo 401k. So he's loaning it from a 401k. Which, uh, in other words, he hadn't paid tax on that money yet, mm-hmm. and now he's giving it to somebody else, and they're using that money. And you know the IRS would be curious about that. That's right, and you he know. does mention that he's not related to the person either. Luckily, he, uh, he, for him, he sent that email anonymously, right? Didn't That's give right. us, yeah, okay. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't advise something like that. I mean, I don't know if it's conflict of interest or not, but it's, it's, it doesn't sound too ethical when we talk to the IRS. It, it doesn't make too much sense to do that. So you're basically loaning money to one guy and then he's giving you money from his account. Yeah. Yeah. yeah come on. That's, that right. That's a red flag right there. And then gosh, folks, what you want to do these days is not raise red flags that, that high. <laughs> if you're going to raise them, don't raise them high and wave them. <laughs> but uh, that's, that sounds pretty bad to me. Kit, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think that at that point, you're really just asking for trouble. Yeah. You are. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I can see investing in real estate and we hear a lot of things about investing in real estate and people always ask me, should they use their IRA to invest in real estate? I'm against that because I just don't think that's the right place for your IRA to be because you never know. I mean, we've had housing markets crash before. Exactly. And what if you needed that money and you still have to pay real estate tax? And if you have your real estate in the IRA, then we've got a big old mess right there. Yeah. I'd be very careful about that. Now, there's, there's some companies that are springing up offering to do it, but they charge you a fee, and then they put the, your money in their account, supposedly, to look after it. But, folks, we've seen some Bernie Madoffs in the past, and we don't need to see it with your money. So make sure your money goes to a qualified custodial account and have a real money manager on your side to help you. And I know we have coaches across the nation that can help you, too, at least give you some advice. And the best thing you can ever do many times is, is run your situation by a second set of ears or eyes and, and get an honest opinion it may not be the opinion you want to hear, but wouldn't you rather hear the truth and the way to keep you out of future trouble than someone telling you everything will be fine and just give them some money? 
Yeah, I'd want the honest opinion in my mind. And, and sometimes the truth hurts. We've heard that. I have to tell people each and every day that they need to stop spending as much and start saving in their 401k to have a retirement account when they get to retirement. They don't like to hear that advice. Some people never come back to see me. When I go to the dentist and they tell me I better start brushing better or I'm going to have more cavities, I don't like that advice, but guess what I do when I go home? I brush my teeth. I don't switch dentists, even though I've been called an anti-dentite. <laughs> but that's a Seinfeld line right there. But, you know, it's just, you know, people give you advice. You need to take it. And the little voice inside your head usually screams at you. And if you ignore it, you usually end up in trouble. It's happened to me in my life. Murphy's Law seems to strike. 50 years old, so I've seen some things. But, folks, I really think you need to get the right plan for the right time of your life and not be doing things like this that that question was about. But getting a good plan together and making sure the plan fits what you need and, and every plan should have an income for life built into it. And now is the right time to sit down with a financial coach in your area. It's very easy. The number to call is 800-604-1099. Again, 800-604-1099 will put you in contact with your local financial coach so you can sit down for that initial consultation absolutely free. Whether you're putting together a plan to begin with or getting a second set of eyes on your existing plan, the number to call is 800-604-1099. And if you have an email that you'd like answered on the wheel of questions, you can email that once again to info at financialsafari.com. This is Jason Wojo with your real estate investing power tip of the week. Let's talk about a creative real estate option that many people use these days in terms of ways to sell their property, and it's called rent to own or lease option, same exact thing. What we're talking about essentially is a property that the homeowner will give a prospective buyer the right, but not the obligation to buy this property at a predetermined price some point in the future and during that time they'll rent it out to them. So let's say for instance that you agree to sell your property for $150,000 in 2020. You will collect an option consideration fee from that prospective buyer for whatever amount you can negotiate. Sometimes three to five percent or more, 10%. I've seen all kinds of numbers here. That is option consideration fee, not earnest money deposit. Make sure you do not confuse the two. They're very, very different. Next, that prospective buyer will pay you rent until the end of that option time frame upon which they decide whether or not to buy the property. If they don't, you keep that option consideration fee. Now, a lot of homeowners will allow a portion of the rent to go towards the purchase price or they build in other incentives to hopefully have that prospective buyer cash out the property most lease options do not end up with the person buying the property, but the argument is you still get a better quality tenant than you would if you were just renting it straight out. So realize the ups and downs and the advantages and disadvantages of a lease option or a rent to own investment and make your own decision. But I wanted to share that with you because it's really powerful and can be a creative way to sell a property and make a great profit. This has been your real estate investing power tip of the week because power equals profits. But this week, I thought I'd make a relevant topic because I saw that uh, story about Warren Buffett and someone paying over $3.4 million to have lunch with him. We talked about that earlier in the show, which is crazy money. But then I thought, 
well, let me do some research on Warren Buffett because everyone hears his name, but we really don't understand what his advice is a lot of times. And we know he has the Berkshire Hathaway funds where people invest in, and we, we know he's a smart guy. He's always on TV, but how did he get like that? And so he's arguably one of the greatest investors of all time, if not the greatest, but more importantly, he's also one of the best teachers of investing. In his annual reports and countless interviews, he freely offers priceless wisdom that helped him become a billionaire. That's with a B, by the way, a big billionaire, and that you can use to invest better and reach your financial goals sooner. And so I thought I'd spend a little time today in Coach's Corner going over some of the tips that he gives regularly or some he hasn't given much, but people need to listen to. How does that sound, Thomas? Sounds great. And I want to get your feedback on this as someone in their, are you in 30 or 20? 30s. 30s, okay. Look 20 to me, but all right, (laughs) someone in your 30s. Well, this is good for everybody, though. All right, number one tip he always gives is stock picking is not a hobby. (laughs) Mm. Now, it seems like it a lot of people, isn't it? They go to cocktail parties, they start sharing information, and they start bragging about what's going on. That's a hobby, though. That's not a long-term plan. Everyone should be an investor, but not everyone should choose their own investments, he says. Okay, so think about it. If you are investing in a stock, and it's one that's on the stock market, and you're just sitting in your, let's say you're in uh, New Mexico investing, all right? Do you think you might get as much information as somebody about that company as somebody in New York City would get? Oh, no. Let's say the company's located in New York City. Yeah. And they go out to eat for lunch every day with some of the people up there who are in the stock market. Do you yeah. think maybe the people, even though they, they aren't getting inside information, will pretend that, don't you think you're a little bit behind the curve as an individual investor if you're not around that company every single day? You have to be realistic. <clears throat> you do. And a lot of mutual fund companies actually hire people, analysts they call them, to follow that company around each and every day. So you're going against them, too, when you're trying to be an individual investor. Wow. Every now and then you get lucky, though. Yeah. Well, every now and then you go to Vegas, you put all the money on red, and the, and the little ball lands on red. And then it lands on black or green the next time, and you're in trouble, right? So you have to be careful. Stock yeah. picking isn't a hobby. Number one piece of advice. Number two, invest unemotionally. Mm. Now, in this day in society, do people get emotional about politics and investing <laughs> in college basketball? I'm not sure if I need to answer that one. <laughs> yes. It's a rhetorical question, isn't I know, it? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's human nature to be emotional, and yes. life is richer for it. In other words, when you get invested in something emotionally, yeah. you get all fired up. It's true. But then if something goes wrong, you get all mad. Mm-hmm. So you get like Bobby Knight. You're throwing chairs all over the place. Uh, it, it, will, it will reduce your investment returns when you fall in love with a stock. In other words, you should never get into a stock or any kind of investment, real estate or whatever, gold unless you know when you're going to get out of it. Mm. Now, this is an overlooked strategy that nobody ever follows, it seems like, but you should never buy unless you know when you're going to sell. And I'm not just saying on the high point. So let's say you, you buy a stock at 100. You say when it reaches 120, I'm getting out. Well, that's good. You've got half the plan. What if it goes down to 70, mm-hmm. 60, 50? So you have to have an exit strategy straddling what your initial investment is. So if you get in at 100, you need to say, I'm going to get out at 120 or 80. Because here's what happens. You invest, you fall in love with the company, the stock goes down to from 100 to 80. Guess what you do? Instead of selling, you buy more. Yeah. Then it goes to 60. Instead of selling, what do you do? Buy more. You say, well, don't get back to 120. It's a great company. I'm in love with it. Blah, blah, blah. You have, little do you know, they say love is bliss a lot of times. Little do you know, a lot of things have changed at that company. It's not the same company it was when it was at 120. Yeah. A good example of this these days is Cisco, CSCO, the technology company, was over $80 a share in 1999. And now it's hovering between 25 and 35. I talk wow. about this company all the time because guess who lost money in this company? <laughs> Me. Oh, wow. And so I don't have it anymore, but I lost money back in the day. But yeah. I didn't lose a whole bunch of money. You know why? Because when I bought, I said, I'm going to get out if it reaches this high point, and I'm going to get out if it falls to this level. 
And it hurt to sell it. I had a stop loss, it's called, and Cisco went down in price before it really went down in price. And I got out, and I was was a little emotional. I was saying, well, I need to jump back in. But it kept going down, and I'm glad I didn't. I still have it, okay? So you have to be very careful about this. Intel, another company like that, Nortel, all these big companies from the past that used to be big, people fall in love with, but they forget as these companies were growing, they were issuing more shares. The more shares a company has, Thomas, the harder it is to move up a dollar. Right, because mm-hmm. you have yeah. to have a whole lot more shares being bought and sold. That's true. All right, so in, in, invest unemotionally, the hardest thing to do. And invest in what you understand is another one of his tips. Invest in what you understand. Now, I don't think he's, he's one of the original founders on this, but I think the most original guy with this theory, invest in what you understand, is Peter Lynch. Now, many people out there do not know who Peter Lynch is. Do you know who Peter Lynch is? No, I don't. What about you, kid? You probably don't. I don't. Peter Lynch, back in the day founded the Fidelity Magellan Fund, one of the best performing mutual funds of all time when he founded it. It was going up like rockets. It was a good way to spread out your risk, but invest with a money manager who knew what he was doing. And what his theory was is he invested in companies he knew or he liked. So if he's at a store and he saw a brand new toothbrush, he'd find out who made that toothbrush because he liked the way it was. He'd buy stock in that company. If he, uh, you know, if he's going down the, the road and he saw a sign of a restaurant, he pulled in to add that food, he loved the food. He would invest in that restaurant. So he invested in things he loved and knew. And a lot of times got in before other people loved and knew it, right? So invest in what you understand. He understood yeah. it. Now, a lot of people make this mistake, especially when I saw this in the 3D printing world. These 3D printers are awesome. They print out, you can print cars from a printer, which I still can't comprehend. <laughs> I've never seen them really work like that. Wow. But I don't know how they work. Do you? No. no. But so why are we investing in companies like that? Because there's hundreds of them. And just because they say 3D printing in their name or in their prospectus, you buy it because, hey, it's a 3D company. It's going to make a lot of money. Well, a lot of them haven't. Yeah. Same thing with the dot-com companies. People didn't know a thing about the dot-com, but if the company had a website, you'd invest in it. You threw money at it, and you lost money. So, again, if you understand it, it's easier for you to see what's going on. It's easier for you to understand the prospectus and all that before you invest. Now, my opinion is most people listening to the show don't have $10 million. Mm-hmm. All right. If you do, then you really can't afford to lose maybe a million investing on your own. If you have under $10 million, you really need a money manager on your side to help you, not only help you invest, but help talk you out of investing in things you shouldn't get into to begin with. And the number one thing is helping you come up with an exit strategy. And the exit strategy is anytime you buy anything, you need to know when you're going to get out. And I know our local coaches throughout the nation can help every single person listening with all the things we talked about. Now, Warren Buffett's list goes on and on, but really common sense investing always, always, always overcomes and overrules the emotional investor. The number to call to reach your local financial coach, it's so easy. The number is 800-604-1099. Again, that's 800-604-1099. Just leave your name, your email, and where you are in the country, and we'll put you in contact with the financial coach in your area. Sit down for that initial no-cost consultation and get yourself on the right track to retirement. Not just to retirement retirement, but through retirement. The number one more time, 800-604-1099. You're listening to The Financial Safari. Hi, this is Brian Mountain, your proactive plumber, and here is your tip of the week. The average hot water heater generally lasts about 9 to 11 years. 
How to find out how old that water heater is, is to take a look at your serial numbers. Most manufacturers tell you exactly how old the water heater is. You take the first four digits of the serial number and you try and make sense out of it. Most of them will give you the month and the year, or the year and the month, or the week and the month. We're not so concerned about the week or the month, mostly the year. If the average water heater lasts 9 to 11 years, anything further past that 9 to 11 years, you're opening yourself up to vulnerability and water damage. Please be proactive about getting rid of your water heater before they leak. This has been your proactive tip of the week, because being proactive saves you money. Welcome back into the retirement planning segments of Your Weekend Financial Safari. I'm your consumer advocate, Thomas Lipscomb, and joining us from the Triangle area and serving all of North Carolina is best-selling author and Carolina's original financial and retirement coach, Coach Pete Deruda. So, as you're listening, if you'd like to set up a time to speak with Coach Pete and his team, the number is 800-661-7383. Again, that's 800 661 7383. And coach, on our last segment, you had talked about how we were going to begin talking about three money models. And that's something that a lot of people have been calling in about as well, just asking about how to manage their money. So I think this is going to be a great topic for our listeners. And Thomas, keep in mind on this, almost everything that you can do with your money from saving and investing standpoint falls into one of the three different models that we're going to talk about. So let's explore the pros and the cons of each. And keep in mind, there's never a bad or good investment for some people, right? Everything is designed for people in general, but it's to be customized. And if you don't customize it correctly, you could end up in a place that you don't feel comfortable with yep. or don't want to be in. And in my opinion, all three of these money models out there from the banking to Wall Street to insurance have salespeople attached to it who are just selling the same thing over and over again without considering where the people they are selling stuff to really need to be. All right. right? So right. again, and then they, when, when that happens, it gives the model a bad name because someone has a bad taste in their mouth. So in my opinion, a combination of all three models usually is a better fix. All right. And I like combination pizzas. I like, uh, you know, I don't like anchovies, but I like everything else on a pizza. Absolutely. So give me a little bit of everything and I'm happy. Whereas if someone said you can only have black olives on every pizza you order in the future, <laughs> you wouldn't be too happy unless you really true. love black olives and you might get sick of them too. There you right. Go. So that's that's why, you know, if there was somebody out there at a pizza place, you go and order a pizza and they just give you black olives and not even ask you what you wanted. Well, that's what's happening here in the financial industry. Many times you mm. go into a specific place and instead of them asking you what you like, what you want to happen in the future, they just sell you the same black olive pizza over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. we get boring. Yeah, absolutely. And olives are good for you, by the way. I'm not talking bad about olives and I love olives, <laughs> but I'm just saying I would probably get sick of them if I had them every single day or if I didn't have freedom of choice to get what I wanted. Yeah, it's and true. Then, well, and at the end of the day, it could be very dangerous for the person who's investing because, yeah, the person gets their commission, but if it's poorly balanced, like yep. we're probably going to get into here, it could be very dangerous. Whereas if I ordered a combination pizza and the, the person making the pizza didn't like black olives and had bad taste in their mouth about black olives and didn't put it on the pizza, I wouldn't be happy because I wouldn't have my black olives sprinkled in with everything else. There you go, yeah. Right? So that's why I really have no confidence or faith in an advisor who says that one particular place of the, in the money world is a bad place for everybody. Absolutely. In other words, they either don't understand that place or they aren't being compensated by that place, so they're not going to recommend it. And mm -hmm. neither one of those are good for you as the listener, you as the client out there, you as the person who wants income for the rest of your life and have a comfortable retirement. You have to use all three of these models together. Absolutely. I want to get that out before we start talking about it because there's a lot of confusion out there and a lot of people just are pushing one of the three models all the time to everyone who comes in. 
And I know we talked a little bit about that on the first section of the show. And keep in mind, if you want a copy of the three different models, you can always call us. And you know, if you want to figure out where you're fitting right now, and if you'd like to maybe get a better combination, all you have to do is give us a call. That's right. And the number to reach Coach Pete Deruda and his team is 800 800- 661-7383. And as we've just been discussing, everyone's details are different, but you need that expert who's watching out for you. So give Coach Pete a call so he can help you retire successfully. That number again is 800-661-7383. Okay, let's start with the banking model. That's one that most everyone is familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, there's banks on every corner, right? Still. And the internet banking, banking everywhere. You're just trying to save money in a bank account. And I remember I had two aunts who were school teachers and this was back in the 70s. They were living off the interest, and that's when interest rates were 15%. <laughs> so if you had 100000 in a CD, you were, it was kicking off 15000 a year without even touching that principal. Amazing, isn't it? That's incredible. Those were the days, as they used to say on the R2 Bunker Show. Yeah. Now, I doubt we'll see those times anywhere in the near future, will we? No, I don't think so. So the pros also back then, we're going through pros and cons, but the pros of the banking model was there was no loss of principal. Number one, because they weren't having to touch it because they were living off the interest. And number two, the bank had the FDIC protection in place where if some bad banker went into the bank and stole all the money, the FDIC would basically make people whole again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's also banking. The CD was pretty easy to understand. That's another pro. In other words, you knew that if you put $100,000 in and the interest rate was 15%, you were going to get $15,000 worth of interest a year to live on. Right. Pretty not simple. A, not a lot of hard No dirty tricks, no fine print. Of, yep. the, the fine print was if you took it out of the CD too early, you had maybe a three-month worth of interest penalty, which was a pretty high penalty back then when interest rates were high. Is it a high penalty these days? No, because if it's three months worth of interest and the interest is 1% a year, that's not much of a penalty. All right, so the cons of the banking model, the CD model, that kind of thing, the savings account, is you are losing money safely these days. Now, what do you mean? Coach Pete just said you couldn't lose money when the pros. Well, you're not losing money per se, but if we have an inflation rate of about 3%, which who knows, it's higher depending on who I talk to or lower, but it's at least around 3% average over the course of 20 years, that means it costs 3% more per year to buy something that it did yesterday, all right? So you look at milk is going up in price, candy bars, all that kind of stuff. Everything gets more expensive where they shrink the size, which is deflation, and they charge you more money. So losing money safely means if you have a low interest rate and inflation is higher, you are losing buying power, all right, if you have money in a bank account. Still safe, but you're losing buying power. And sometimes you lack liquidity in the CD, but many times you can get out of your CDs. And I talk to people almost every week who are trying to get out of a CD and the, and the bankers basically grabbing their leg, not letting them leave the bank and trying to throw them into another side of the bank and, and recapture the money in the risk accounts, which mm. we'll talk about that not being a good thing. Yeah. So that's money model number one, the banking model. Number two is the Wall Street model. Pros of the Wall Street model, we all know what Wall Street is. If you turn on the TV, there's a bunch of channels about Wall Street 24 hours a day. There's also movies about that called Wall Street and The Wolf of Wall Street, those kind of things. <laughs> now, the, the pros of Wall Street, there's possibilities for outstanding growth over a long timeline. All right? You can't, put, you can't hope to put money in today in the market and hope to increase it by next week. Long-term investing is defined as 10 years or longer in my mind. Mm-hmm. These days, people define long-term investing as 10 minutes or longer. Uh, it seems pay too much attention. You need to set it and forget it, put it away and not think about it. Make sure you're in the right investments to begin with. Have confidence in your plan and don't watch it. Micromanage it every single day. Sort of like watching that pot of water, Thomas, that you're waiting to boil. If you're watching it, does it ever boil? Doesn't Seems seem like to. never, no. <laughs> and so another pro of the stock market is it hedge against inflation. Your, your chances of, again, over the long term and using history. Now, we can't use history looking forward, but just at what's happened in the past is that it has outperformed inflation over the averages and over the long term. All right? It's a hedge against inflation. 
And some people, another pro, is enjoy playing the market. They love that thrill. It's a Vegas thrill. And it's always fun when you're winning. But if you've gone to Vegas and lost, it's not too much fun anymore after a while, right? No, no. So everybody's your friend till they're not. When you're not throwing the dice the right way, everybody leaves. There you and go. So that could happen too. Now, the cons on the stock market, no protection of principal. In fact, there's almost certain loss many times if you pick the wrong stock. And there's market volatility and can be emotional and stressful for a lot of people. Like I said, I mean, it's fun when everything's going up. Not fun when it's not. And I've had that happen myself in the past when I used to day trade in the 90s. Make a lot of money, lose a lot of money. Yeah. Wasn't fun after a while. No. Uh, no guarantees for income creates a possibility of running out of money, too. Wall Street doesn't have the income model. All right. They have the chance of a high return model, the thrill model, but not the income model. Great article out uh, just the other day from the principal group about how people need income built into their retirement accounts, like 401ks. Yeah. Now, we'll talk about the insurance model here, the pros. Now, insurance models are like annuities or life insurance to fund retirement. Now, the pros are it's contractual guarantees are available. In other words, whatever you put in, you could be guaranteed to get a certain amount of income in the future. Very important because now you can build a plan based around certainty. Mm -hmm. Sort of like the blocks that you put down before you build a house. Very stable, secure, not going anywhere. Tornado comes, blows the wood away, but the blocks are still there, aren't they? Yeah. So they're not going anywhere. And they got a basement, that's where people are secure. So the basement and the floor are what people turn to the insurance model for. Knowing what you're going to get, they call it flooring, making sure you have enough money in the insurance model to give you enough money to fulfill all your needs in retirement. Almost like having your own pension plan. Absolutely, Thomas. It's funding your own pension plan. It's predictable and stress-free. I like that. It's also transferring risk from you to the group, to the mm. big insurance pool. And it makes a lot of sense. A lot of insurance companies will buy insurance on this income from other insurance companies. Makes sense. Very, very safe and secure. It's contractually guaranteed and, and income. We use the insurance model for the income that we know our clients are going to need all the way through retirement for both husband and wife. Very, very important. Now, cons for insurance models sometimes entails a loss of liquidity. You put money in, you can't take it all back out the next year, all right? But you can take some out. So really, when you think about it, if you're funding your retirement, do you want to be able to take it all out before retirement comes? The answer is no most of the time. All right, guarantees are only as good as the issuing company, so it's important to have someone helping you pick the right company. We've seen a lot of people pick the wrong insurance company. Now, the insurance companies, if they did have problems, they would have reinsurance kick in and help you out, but you don't want to be in that situation to begin with, so make sure you're with a solid and secure company Many, many great companies out there, but you have to know what the company's like. I like really long track records, companies that have been around 100 years or longer. Yeah. Bail the U.S. government out back in the Depression days, back in the 20s and 30s. Very, very important. So those are the models, and I like a combination of all three. You need to have a little bit of everything. Like I had money in my emergency account at the bank to pay for my new air conditioner that I just needed. Yeah. We talked about that earlier in the show. And I have money in my Wall Street accounts to hopefully have more money in retirement when I get there in a lump sum. But I also have money in the insurance model to make sure that I have an income waiting for me when I need it in retirement. And that's the models combined. And so there's no such thing as one being better than the other. They're great together. And that's why we offer our clients all three of these together. Makes a lot of sense. It know? does. And folks, again, we are talking with Coach Pete. He serves all of North Carolina. And we all have assets. We all have liabilities. We understand that. But we do also understand is how we manage those resources that is going to determine how successful we are as we move not only to retirement, but also through retirement. So if you would like to get in touch with Coach Pete so he can go over your current plan, make sure it's giving you the best results possible, give him a call at 800 800- 
800-661-7383. Again, that's 800-661-7383. Thomas, I want to real quickly say the next 30 callers here, what we'll do, we'll put together an income plan for you. We'll do a tax analysis. We'll, we'll show you all three of the models, the banking model, the Wall Street model, and the insurance model, and show you that proper combination of all those together. I mean, you're a radio listener. You know we've been here 11 years now on the radio, yeah. and I've been in the financial arena for almost 25 years. I don't like saying that because it makes me feel a little older, but I've seen everything and I've seen every situation and I've designed plans to meet every situation, not cookie cutter people and put them in the same products and strategies. Your products and strategies should be customized to you folks. And that's what we do. So if you're one of the next 30 callers, you'll get an income plan, a tax analysis and a fee analysis of what you're currently doing. See if you can reduce all of those and increase the income for your retirement planning. That's right. And coach, I am sure your clients appreciate that experience of 25 years in the industry. Now, folks, there is no cost, no obligation, as coach was just saying, to get a better handle on your financial situation. So for the next 30 callers, call 1-800-661-7383. You can find out how much your investments really are costing you. What coach said, you can find out what those future tax implications will be and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. So one more time, that number is 800 800- 661-7383. And folks, I do want to remind you that if you go to 7babysteps.com, we are offering what is a $299 value normally, a series of seven audios and an action guide and workbook that goes along with the 7 Baby Steps book. So if you would like to take advantage of that, just go to 7babysteps.com. Again, that's 7babysteps.com. Well, hey, it's been a fast-moving show, hasn't it, Thomas? It has. All right. Well, folks, I look forward to joining you, Thomas, next week, as well as everyone out there here on the Financial Safari. Money management is provided by Payne Capital Management, LLC. PCM is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in New York, New York. Investment advised by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.